Beats, the show will begin in five, four, three, two, one. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. Hickory, Nickory, Doc. Giving them all that we got. Kick them the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it what is going on everybody it is thursday night that means it's time for crossfit talk scott Switzer, jamie latimer i'm scott she's jamie just in case you needed to know so can i i want to start off with like a weird weird thing so holly's in the chat i love that girl i've never met her we just talk over text but my gosh i love holly we're we're putting hey. we're trying to put together new templates uh, for legends uh, that are brighter and um, kind of stand out more than our our old template, uh, and she's killing it already. Gosh, that's awesome. She's the best. So here's a weird thing. Like, so we were doing the spin poll kind of talk about last week, and I noticed that Brian Spin spelled your name differently than I spell your name. And I freaked the hell out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been spelling her name wrong the entire time. Did he do J A I M E? Your last name. Oh, double T. What did he? Oh, weird. So then I went and I checked. I'm like, he's the one that messed up. Not me. Mm -hmm. I'm good to go. So super stoked about that. I didn't even notice that. I usually catch that kind of stuff. I didn't. I wasn't the one to mess up this time. (laughs) So we already got people in the chat. Peach Mode. He's been commenting a lot. That is Anthony. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Anthony. And uh, you have a fan, Sarah Cooper. Says your hair looks awesome. Great. I I did it today. I washed it. I blow dried (laughs) it. I I had a closing so. I was a little bit dressed up earlier today. Had to do the professional thing, huh? Mm-hmm. It happens rare. <laughs> today was the first day probably in a month I haven't had a meeting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you've been busy with work. Oh, it's so... <laughs> 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 yeah. Work's been stupid. I wish yeah, I liked I mean... my job. <laughs> but I uh, definitely... got to pay the bills. Yeah. And I get to work from home. So yeah, I got that. Yeah, Just don't make me go to stupid meetings. There's if, if I can send you in an email in one paragraph, what needs to be discussed about, we should not have a meeting and schedule it for an hour and fill time. I ain't got time for that. I agree. Most meetings could be emails. Yes. So we're here to talk about CrossFit. We're in the off season. Sometimes I get scared as the week is kind of progressing. Like, are we going to have enough to fill the show? And then all hell broke loose. Good old crowd. And we got so much to talk about tonight. Uh, And we're going to talk about a lot of cool things like 
you and I are going to be in Arizona this time next week. Can't wait. And um, we're going to be doing a lot there, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, and we had Joe Linton on from Legend yesterday, and I kind of want to talk about that and some things that he kind of revealed. Uh, in case you didn't have time, because I know you've been busy these last couple weeks. Oh, I watched oh. the whole thing. Don't you worry. Okay. I Patty and then watched him. So that's what I did last okay. night. All right. So the big news of the day is an email went out to affiliate owners informing them that they will get have an affiliate fee raise, a raising of affiliate fees uh, for the first time in, they say, 11 years. I don't yeah, really don't buy that. I think, right. I think they've incrementally done that. It's just that I think the old OGs with the grandfathered fees haven't been changed since then. Right. So uh, it is effective January 1st, 2024. So they got a full 32 days notice. Now, it won't affect them until it comes time to renew that affiliate fee. So if your affiliate fee, it renews in March or August or September, that's when it, it hits you. That's when you have to make the determination, Are you, am I going to pay more money or am I going to de-affiliate? Hmm. <laughs> I will say if you took a straw poll today, <laughs> today, there'd be a lot of people saying they'd de-affiliate. I'm hoping that either one CrossFit shows the value in this increase soon, very soon, or cooler heads prevail and we, we just kind of, because I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about the way that things have been handled. A little bit of For both. Some affiliates I hanging on by a string. I'm sure that's going to be a blow they can't handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of these people, a lot of the people that I've seen today, I watched the spin interview. I watched the Savan interview. I think people are just offended at the way they were told, at the way it kind of snuck up on them. Um, if you're not in the media space, it seems like you had no clue this was coming. Um, we'd heard rumblings for a couple months. I know um, Souza said that on Savan that he had heard for a few months. Um, so I think if you're in the media space, you kind of, had a clue it was coming, but if you're not, other people said they had no clue. Uh, I know uh, Seth from Jumpship on spin, uh, Rebecca Fuselet on spin, they had no clue it was coming. Uh, and I know, uh, can't remember Jamie, his name. I on, feel like Jamie Free um, was the other one. I'm talking about one. Savant, the one, but it's fine. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, Honeycut. Yeah, he, he didn't know it was coming either. I feel like Seth had an inkling. Um, and maybe it was just because of the poll he kind of was putting two and two together, but I kind of, even before that, think he may have had an inkling. I don't know. But ja yeah, Jamie seemed completely unaware. Um, In fact, he was on the road and hadn't even read the email yet because he was driving. <laughs> yep. So um, just to give you the highlights, uh, in most cases now, I, well, they're going to $4,500 a year for affiliate fees. Um, but where you come from varies depending on the grandfathering you received. So some people are going from 500 to 4,500 and I've heard some, I 
couldn't confirm this, but some people said they were even at 3,500 going to 4,500 for like a grand. Most people I'm hearing is 3,000, 2,000 in that range are jumping from there to the 4,500. Exceptions are some affiliates in other countries uh, like Africa and South America where uh, they're actually getting their fees lowered because of the level of whatever the, I'm guessing GDP or something like that in that country is, is handling. Um, they comes with a $500 credit for an L1, L2 or online L1. And I think that is because if you're an affiliate owner now, you must possess an L2. Uh, previously that was just an L1. Now it's an L2. So that $500 credit can go to pay for the uh, L2 if you didn't already have one. Um, CrossFit is, is now the time credit. Uh, it, I'm betting it is. <laughs> so, um, the other thing that uh, they said is that they're adding a monthly payment plan at no additional cost, no interest. So you can actually pay for it monthly instead of once a year. And um, with the added, so the, I cut and pasted this in. Uh, so with the added revenue coming in from higher affiliate fees in 2024, Fall has committed to following the following in 2024. Uh, growth, quality, and tools to support. And then if you, I actually went and read the letter. I finally got it after I took the notes down. Um, it just, to me, it seemed, this is where I would be upset as an affiliate owner. What is being promised seems like it was directly taken from a PR 101 textbook. It was so vague. It doesn't really tell you anything. Um, and it is just um, insane that you would think that that kind of rhetoric being put in an email would answer the affiliate owner's questions and or calm them down or make them feel better about this because it's it was just word salad. Yep. Same old, same old. I honestly have felt that way almost every time I've heard Don speak. I know you I know you feel like you're getting actual words from him, but I feel like it's just been corporate talk every time I've heard him speak. And this just continues to reinforce it for me. So Sarah Cooper asks, I'm sorry, my uh, my mouse battery died. So uh, did it specify all coaches L2 or just the owner or at least one coach? It said to be the affiliate owner, you would be required to have an L2. Now the $500 voucher can go to anybody affiliated with the gym to get an L1, L1 online or an L2. If say the affiliate owner already has their L2, and doesn't need to go get it, they could use that voucher on one of their coaches. But the requirement is just that the affiliate owner um, gets their L2. Now, one thing that's not answered is, like Jamie Free's gym, he has a partner. They are co-owners. Do both owners have to have the L2? Yeah. yeah. This was my main question with this. Um, and like Sarah's spot on, like her, she just said her owners have it, but don't coach that often themselves. Um, I, there's going to be gyms like that, that either the coach isn't 
even necessarily around anymore, um, or they really are just running the books and they are not the coach. <clears throat> In a way, you don't necessarily want that. I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's probably good and bad, but I feel like the best gym owners are going to be there day in and day out and having them have an L2 and have a little stake in the game and knowing like knowing how a class should run um it's probably only going to improve the affiliates in in all of this that's kind of like even with like the week in review with with Dave where talking about Hiller um talking about people getting to de-affiliate like I think all of this comes back to like even Hiller's point, like if you are questioning if you should be affiliated, de-affiliate. Cause you probably aren't doing a service to the CrossFit space. Like you aren't bought in anymore. There is some there is something wrong if you're questioning whether or not there's value provided or like do you like you either love it and you are in it and you want this space to grow and you're going to grind and, and help that help do that or you're not. And so I don't know. So I think that there's a lot there. One, I think the L2 is the least amount of this, is the least part of this that's getting any kickback. Right. Right. Having the, the owner be it because the L2 teaches you like class organization. It teaches you like scheduling the times out so that you get the most out of your hour. Like those are things an owner should care about and should pass on to their coaches. Absolutely. Right. And, and it will, if they are bought in, it should then help the quality of gyms overall mm -hmm. get to a level that you can be proud of the CrossFit name. Right. Right. So I'm not an affiliate owner. I listened to Sousa. I think he made a lot of great points at what this strategy is about. Um, but I also want to kind of counter, which is, is that CrossFit is at the point where they want to kind of pick who their people are. Just like as a gym owner, you would rather have the rich customer come in than the person looking for the discount. Yeah. yeah. Right? That CrossFit's kind of doing the same thing at an, a higher level. That they don't want the, the affiliate that's looking for the discount and just doing this as a part-time thing. They want the valuation of all gyms to rise. So the value of the company rises. And Suze is a very smart man. And when he talks affiliate stuff, the, the guy knows his shit. And I, I defer to a lot of what he's saying. But I also want to say, and as a counterpoint, or maybe it's just a piggyback, what kind of mess was left by Rosa when he, when he stepped down or got fired or whatever happened behind the scenes. What kind of shambles was this company in that all these big moves are being made now? Mm -hmm. Right. I, so, and you know me, like, like I like Don. Yeah. You have to read behind the lines to kind of try to get at what he's trying to say. And, and he does do the CEO speak stuff. I get that, but I think his heart's in the right place. And I do think he wants to make this better, but I think he was left with a shit pile. 
Yeah. And yeah. I don't think we know how big that pile was. No, but if you really want to reach 30 million people, you can't only be searching for the rich customers in the affluent area as areas like that's I, like, I know we would not be able to afford it. Um, it's partly why we haven't affiliated it. Like when it went to the 3,500, I was like, eh, and I pay 3000 for level method. So it was a, almost a wash, but I, like, I couldn't even manage the 500 more. There's no chance that I can manage 4,500. Uh, Kenneth says the pile was probably more deep than it was tall at this point. <laughs> and I, and I, and I do like looking back, something, something happened. That resorted that resulted in Eric Rosa being let go, mm -hmm. or stepping down, or, or whatever the the political thing they said was. Um, and I and I don't think we know the depths of how bad it was. And if we go back to 2018, Greg was saying that the company was bleeding money because of the games and some other things, and he made drastic changes before he stepped down yeah. because the company was bleeding money. We may not have ever recovered from that. Yeah, I mean, there was decisions there that people were not like cutting media. People were not happy with that, and I and I think that was the start of part of the downfall. Like, CrossFit is a media company, and that is how we grew, and they needed that. How much better would this announcement have went today, if in that? email or Don Fall making a statement, which would have been way better or having a town yeah. hall with affiliates um, saying the first thing we're going to do is we're going to increase our media presence. If he would have said that one sentence, this comes off completely different because universally across the board, I have heard from affiliate owners who, who have said, that's all we, that's what we want from CrossFit. We want media back. We want people touching the heartstrings to get people in our doors. And then we can do the work from there. Yeah. So I think, in my opinion, it just like I think I've said after every announcement CrossFit has made, they're not they're not doing making the announcement in the right way to yep. And it just is so damn frustrating. It's such a basic thing. Don, you're the face of CrossFit. Go out and make this announcement. Or if you don't think Don's the face and Dave is, give Dave the announcement or Nicole Carroll or someone. Hell, Nicole Carroll would have been the best bet. People like her. Mm -hmm. Let her go out and tell the affiliates, this is what we're going to do. We're going to increase education. We're going to increase media. And we're going to get people back in your doors. But we need money to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's got to be tough as an affiliate owner to trust and justify this increase. Um, I don't even know if, I mean, can you guarantee you're going to get two or three extra people a month to cover this just 
just because they're going to up their media game. I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know. I think it'd be a super tough de- decision. Like, rent has increased almost everywhere. I know our rent just went up. Like, it's tough, and it's tough to justify raising those prices. Like, that's been pushed a lot. Like, Two Brain has been coming on and um, pushing a lot that, like, gym owners don't make enough money. And it and they don't. And yet you want us to, like, fork out even more for affiliate dues? And you, and you don't, you can't, like, even justify passing that on to your members. Like, you can barely justify a couple dollar increase to cover your rent. Yeah, I'd, none of this is simple, but like typically I would say that CrossFit asking for more money as an affiliate fee would not be a big deal if they were supplying enough in return to help out. You cannot guarantee success of every gym, but you can do your damn best to give actual tools, actual things out to the affiliates, out to the community to draw people into their doors mm-hmm. and give them the best chance to succeed. I guess I'd be curious if like, was there ever consideration? I feel like part of like two brain and all the like affiliate you, any of that stuff, like part of their initial process is to like, look at your, per value, like per customer value and, and to get rid of discounts essentially. So like that should be your initial. So like, could we have just started with no, like just getting everyone at 3,500 and just started there? Like maybe you get rid of the grandfathering fees. I don't know. Like, I just feel like there could have been incremental increases uh, to, to everyone, like bring your $500 a month people up to, two grand and you're two grand up to three grand. And then next year, like one more and show that you're like putting this money to good use and then maybe consider four grand for new affiliates. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I think though that like, this is going to be a topic for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and like maybe marinating on this a little bit because so like they're they're saying that reducing fees in Africa and South America because people can't pay for it. Well, there are regions of this country that people Absolutely. can't afford it, right? Absolutely. Like to blanket it across a large country like the United States is like here in Ohio in the Appalachian Valley, it is desolate. Mm-hmm. And they are probably the people, and that's where Dale King is, right? So, right, right. and that's where people need it the most. They need right, an alternative right. to what's going on. But there aren't many people like Dale King that puts in the work like that and can afford a $4,500 a year fee to start up. And now they're making a $500 application fee to become an affiliate. So that's five grand first year you have to put up to open up. And I know you can say all the franchises in the world that are way more expensive than CrossFit, but in Appalachia, Ohio, that five grand is like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. 
So, but I don't, I didn't want this to become emotional and I didn't want this to necessarily just be negative. I just wanted to report the news, kind of give our thoughts about it um, because I'm trying to be more positive. I know. Going into the holiday season, (laughs) going into the holiday season, trying to be more positive. Yep. So I did want to bring up what Tristan said. Um, We'll kind of finish with a couple of these. There's just a continuous lack of value provided from HQ for any change they make. All the changes detract, never add. This is the first change that directly impact owners' checkbooks. And still no value added. And cap ain't it. Sorry. Yeah. We heard that from a few people that have come on, affiliate owners have come on, don't use cap. What's to say open and quarterfinal, et cetera, fees don't go up as well. That would not shock me. I mean, I've been doing the open since 2013. I've been, and I've paid the same 20 bucks. I hope not. Everything else is going up in cost. But, but what value, tell me why it's worth it. Tell me how you're going to support the open again to make it worth it. Right. When I first did the open, there were so many commercials about doing the open. Like you got to do it. You got to come have fun with us. You like Rory and Rich and Annie and like they got everybody to do it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, uh, Andrew Stenson said, had thoughts about trying to open an affiliate. Don't think it's happening now. Uh, yeah. And I, I saw this in the comments of Savon, uh, Jethro opening up his comments on December or opening his gym affiliate on December 2nd. Oh my gosh. Talk about getting kicked in the crotch right before. The only good news is he won't get the increase until next December. Yeah. So that's the only good part of that. All right. So let's move on to legends. Okay. Uh, you and I will be in Tempe, Arizona in just six short days. Yay. Um, uh, so what are our roles there? Our roles are Jamie is going to go kick ass and take names. Jamie will be competing in the 40 to 44 year old division for the first time uh, as it was just your birthday. And, um, and Ronica's competing too. No, she's just no. going to be there. Oh, she's just going to be there. Yes. Ronica's going to be there too. Hype, hype and man, Ron. And Jim. Jim will be competing. Yeah. But they're, they're not on the show right now. Right. So it's just, we're, our roles are you're going there to compete. Okay. What are your goals for this competition? Are you there to podium. win? Are you there podium. to podium? Are you there to learn? Yeah. I'm always, I'm always open to learning at comps. There's always something to learn. Yeah. 
it's funny because last night with when I was talking to Hattie and Coach Krispy Kreme was on there. We were talking about how uh, some competitors can't turn off the um, want to win, even though they go in saying, hey, I'm here to have fun and just learn. And all I could think of is that's what you said going into MFC and you were there to win from the minute the first yeah, three, two, yeah. one went. It's not fun losing. <laughs> <laughs> so have you looked looked at the leaderboard to see who's going to be there against you? I haven't. I mean, I know from the um, qualifier who was on there but I haven't looked at like what games athletes accepted or who else is on the roster. I should probably bring that up. Yeah. I looked over it last night. Um, but first I've got to put this up cause it made me laugh. Uh, Kenneth says, Jamie is going there to kick ass and chew bubble gum and she's all out of bubble gum. Oh boy. <laughs> you guys are, have so much faith in me. So, um, I didn't, I didn't honestly, I didn't recognize a lot of names, but that's not odd for me. I, I have to put names to faces to be able to kind of see it, see it all out. Um, I knew more names in the 35 to 39. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, cause this is my first time to legends and I kind of want to see how they do things. Um, now that they are going to be the host of the CrossFit Games. And yesterday we talked to Joe. So the athlete experience, they are kind of implementing next week where you're going to get photos just like the games. You're going to get kits just like the games. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. And thank goodness I'll be there really early on Wednesday with nobody else getting there so I can go hang out and see how that all goes. Yeah. Hopefully we get, get the experience. Hopefully we get there in time. Pray for good weather here next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I love that they're, they're kind of, they get a trial run, uh, before they host the games. Um, what my role is going to be is we are going to do update shows every night from uh, Tempe. I don't know how much I'll have Jamie involved. It may be the Ronica and Scott show. Um, because now, of course, Jamie, you are always welcome to come on, but I know you need to rest. Um, but they are, they are kind of splitting the day like they did last year. They said they got a lot of good feedback about that, that that way you're kind of only there half the day and you can go back and rest uh, for the rest of the day. Um, so maybe depending on when you go, we will have time to do a little bit here and there, but Joe has agreed to come on, on the wrap up shows and he has promised me some possible special guests, uh, to come oh. on the wrap up shows. So we'll be doing that every night. Um, just know that we are going to be, I think Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. So it'll be mountain time. Um, it is sponsored by first it Wonder, right you know. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is not their first uh sponsorship, Kenneth. I they he said on the show yesterday that they were sponsored by Born Primitive, um, I believe, 
and they buy buy monster equipment as well. Andrew Stan confirmed yes there on Mountain Standard yeah, Time. Two hours back right now. So, so we'll be kind of in that Mountain Time two hours past normal. So we'll see when we can kind of get on. What I'm also going to do is find some cool stories. Joe shared some with me yesterday. Um, they have people coming from Japan uh, doing scaled. Uh, one that. from That's Holland cool. doing scaled. Um, but he gave me a whole lot of other stories um, beyond that when we got off the air yesterday. He's going to send me some more. And what I'm going to do is just go around and get interviews with those people and do like the short, short kind of five-minute interview with some highlights uh, and put those out as quickly as I can throughout the day um, from there uh, to kind of get you highlights from what's going on at Legends. So super stoked about that. But I got to tell you, uh, yeah, I've talked to Joe a lot in the last couple of weeks, but having an hour conversation with him yesterday, man, I'd follow that dude. And I don't know if it's just so different than what we get at the games. Like the way he communicates yeah, makes me yeah. want to follow him. So he's either really good at the BS thing or he's just um, an amazing dude. I don't get BS from yeah. him or Bob. Every, anytime I've spoken to them or listened to them, um, I just don't get that from them. Like, And what I love is like, I brought up kind of your thing where your dream had been to go to the games with, with the full field of elite athletes, teens, adaptives, and that that got taken away from you. And, they're going to have to they're going to have to deal with that as event organizers. And so when I asked him, "What are you doing?" his answer did wasn't what they're doing. He says, "You'll see next year and you'll be convinced that we're doing this right." He didn't make me a promise other than that they're going to take care of it. He didn't give me BS details or give me a word salad about it. It was Trust us, we're going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel special. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the process in California um, in 2021. Like, they had a pretty good kit. We got some pictures. Like, I could tell what they were trying to do. And when I had done that comp, I basically was like, I'm never doing Wadapalooza. Like, Wadapalooza doesn't do anything like this. So, like, they had already done a great job. Like, better than MFC, they just provide, like, they were providing more for you going to the comp. Making people feel special is a huge start. Like, I was not podium contender. I, like, I was just honored to be there and get some stuff. However, like, if you want big names to come and you want it to feel like the games and this was the only thing I didn't hear and probably because they still can't share what they're getting from HQ it's gotta be at least that same prize purse that has always been had for the games it can't be the two three thousand dollars that it was like that it was last year like that's that's not gonna cut it it was it's been twenty five thousand 
34, 35 to 39, first place. And like, it's got to match that or it will not be the same. And it will not have that same draw. I, I don't disagree with you. I will say that in, in our conversation, like he said, they are getting enough support financially and um, logistically that they have decided to continue running the community event as well because because of that. Mm-hmm. So with without saying it, he seems to have said something. Right? And yeah. it's, again, we're going to have to wait and see. And, and mm-hmm. what I liked about Joe was he seems to be a man of action, not a man of words. And so I'm I'm excited to kind of see I'm kind of see excited to see what he does him and Bob do this year and then with the run up into the games next year. And he was I think he was so frustrated not being able to tell us like where they're where they're at, what the venue is, all of that stuff. Um so I I think that's weighing on him as well. But um but I did want to put this out here because we talked a lot at the games about I keep grabbing my mouse and it just doesn't work um, about the cuts last year at the games. Did you hear what he said about cuts? At, Possibly I'm, doing cuts. Yeah. I'm going to play that real quick just in case people didn't hear. The idea of making some cuts, you know, small ones to get down to 30 or less, 20 some or less. Um, and that would be because we're doing a four day comp. That's our goal, you know, so and that would be probably not till the last day. But that'd be something that, again, could be another feather in people's cap is that they've made it to the final day at the Masters CrossFit Games um, that they then were able to go through a certain workout that is more highly complicated because of now we have more space with less people. So my question leading into that was one of the things that I was concerned about was having 40 qualifiers in every age group up to 50, right? Yeah. Something like that. And how many heats that would be. And for a spectator having to sit through heat after heat after heat of the same event. Mm -hmm. That was one of his answers. In that context, I was okay with it. And I don't know if it's just that I like Joe and, and the conversation we were having, but on the last day to cut it down to 30 out of 40 when Masters only had 10 at the games didn't see, maybe that's all, all that combined just didn't seem like such a big, big deal. Um, but I want to get your thoughts because you were very strongly opinionated about the cuts at the games. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of cuts and I like... I would like to think that programming shouldn't be dictated by, I get it. There's going to be certain things that you probably can't get enough of. Floor space doesn't make sense. Um, But I think you need to have a clear picture of what you want to do before you start. And that needs to be your field of play and it needs to be set. Like if 30 is what makes sense and you have a 15 person rig, then make it 30. And and 15 in the later age group. So you can combine them and keep like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see 
a drop. I, I mean, I guess you could go from 40 to 30. It's not like the worst thing. And there's probably either you just really don't have the skills or you're sick or injured. And like, do you need to participate that last day? I, I mean, I guess I can see dropping the last 10, but you know how I feel about not getting the opportunity to compete and finish out an entire series of tests and figure out where you finished. It's just, it just sucks. But 10, I guess I can court kind of see, I definitely wouldn't want to see them go from like 40 to 20 or 40 to 10. I like, it's, it just cost these people too much to go participate in these events to have opportunities taken away from them. Figure out what your field of play is, make it make sense for people to get there, and give them the whole opportunity. I think that's another reason I really liked him is his thought process in, like in Tempe, keeping it cheap um, for them, like that their equipment company is in Tempe. So that reduces shipping cost. That puts more money back into the bank to support the athletes, the volunteers. Having a major international airport right there so volunteers don't have to pay the high ticket prices. And you and I both know we got an Airbnb for a hell of a deal. And it's going to be our cheapest trip of the year. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. and he had the forethought of all that because I said, well, you know, I know personally a small media company like we're pinching pennies and to be able to get there as cheap as we could was awesome. And he said, well, and think about all those volunteers. Think about them coming in. We want the best of the best of the volunteers and we want to make it easy as possible for them to get here. Um, so yeah. I would super, I'd love the way he answered that. That's why I'm praying. Like for one, I kind of, I know you asked if it was going to be traveling for the games. And I, I do think that's a probably the, best thing they can do is like give exposure in different areas but like i'm just praying it's not back in california because it's the most expensive place that you can set, try to send everybody it is that pasadena trip was rough yeah like madison's cheaper and they jack the rooms up that's because we stayed at the super eight jamie <laughs> We were paying Hilton prices at the Super 8. We didn't stay at a classy joint for Pasadena, so. We didn't. But again, we were paying, there we were paying even more, like the uh, Four Seasons rates um, at the dollar wise. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth says, you know what state isn't expensive? North Carolina. Just saying. Depends on what part of North Carolina, buddy. Uh, Ronica says we ain't we ain't classy folk. We aren't, Ronica, but I really prefer no bullet holes in my wall. Yeah, or blood, or who knows what was going yeah, on. Cockroaches, um, used stuff underneath the chair. Yeah. yeah. I'm bummed it won't be streamed too, Ken. Um, it it sucks, but it you know, growing pains. We'll get there. I honestly believe that Hamilton Roads has these event organizers in the. I was I was gonna say by the balls. Yeah. yeah. Because they're really the only people that do this thing. 
And so like when Joe told me yesterday, they have two options, a $20,000 option or a couple hundred thousand dollar option. And there's nothing in between seemed utterly ridiculous to me. And 20 grand for a still freaking camera in the corner. Give me a break. Come on, Hamilton Roads. You can do better than that. So what I hope is more and more people do this guerrilla broadcasting like has been attempted. Um, We did it at like a local comp in Delaware last January. I know Savon's done it a couple times. I know Hiller did it with um, Fit Wars. Like keep doing that and let's drive these prices down. Yes. So, yeah. Um. So we'll move I'm on. Sure we're we're going to talk legends all next week. We'll stream my stuff, so we'll get get on my page. You guys can watch some stuff. And to answer Kenneth earlier, yes, this is the uh, this will be the breakout with the new camera. So I will have the brand new camera on hand, uh, taking pictures, taking video. So, uh, so yeah. Um, I wanted to a friend of mine in the CrossFit space announced their pregnancy. And that is CC Cronin. And she is an Ohio girl. She was on is Ohio that, Brutes team. Is that CC Piper? What? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wonder. She got married. Okay. Uh, yes. her, her husband was a teammate on Ohio Brutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to know them. They were at the West semifinal two years ago, 21. 20, 21. Yeah. Um, I think. Gosh, it's all a blur now. I got to know them there when they kind of upset the world. Nobody really picked them to finish in the top five, and they did, and they went on to the games, and then they went again last year, um, which was super awesome for them. And uh, so super happy for her and her husband. Uh, Got some stuff from her at Wadapalooza last year uh, when she competed as an individual athlete. Um, So, yeah, super happy for them. Another pregnancy in the CrossFit space remember watching her like on the team and it was that run and she like basically passed out from heat stroke and they had the carrier uh-huh they did carry her actually yeah i mean yeah they finished and yeah that was I, that was awesome to watch I, I just that's like that's how i know that name i was like oh yeah i know exactly who you're talking about but. and then uh the next thing i want to talk about is I guess we can answer Kenneth's question. Uh, what did we think of uh, Coffee Pods and Wads' new whiteboard show? I haven't seen it. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, and Jamie stepped out for a second there when she's back. Okay. Um, I thought it was fine. Um, it was a first run, so it's going to take some time to to kind of iron out the kinks and see where he goes with it. Um, I felt this is my only critique of shows like that is when you put a timer on like 60 seconds, I, uh, I, I, I don't feel like the answer is complete. Like I want to hear more, like just as like Craig was getting rolling, I wanted another 15 seconds. So maybe if he expands to 90 seconds or something in that first like, I just felt like they were cut short. And maybe it's because we do this long form podcast thing all the time that I just wanted to hear like a little bit more. 
Um, but again, it was a first run. I thought it was awesome. I learned a lot. Um, I thought I liked the engagement. Um, I think for a first show, the guests were too nice to each other. Um, the way those shows work is when it hits a debate point that they can kind of go back, back and forth. Um, so I think that'll all develop over time as they get to know each other a little bit more. Um, my only hope is that he rotates in more people than like the other show that does something like that very similarly. Like, I don't want to hear the same person's opinion every other week. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's rotate so, some people through. So it is. So it's basically an around the horn. I saw someone else. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is death by um, okay. that's done on the talking elite fitness channel. Yeah. Um, done by, by Peter. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I thought it was a good first run. Alexis, uh, hi. So this came through. Mm. Uh, uh, this popped up on my YouTube. Jamie is the most inspiring person I've ever met. Jamie for the games 24. I miss Alexis. She was a member at our gym several years ago and moved away. And she's doing like strong man stuff now. She's insane. Um, but yeah, she was wonderful. I miss you. Well, that was nice. I love when people pop in and, and give compliments. That's nice. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about real quick is, so today I'm reading the morning chalk up today just to kind of see and I don't read it every day anymore, um, but they had a, a thing advertised for, we're going to look into where the rookies of the year are today. And I was like, that actually interests me. I want to know, because I don't even remember who all the rookie of the years were. Mm-hmm. I click on the article, fricking paywall. So the one article I've actually been interested in in the last four months, I can't even get to because there's a paywall. So what I decide to do is I'll do my own research of who the, the rookies of the year have been and not just go back five years. I'm going to go back to nine years, which is the first one they ever did. And we'll look at all of them for free and let you guys all see who it is and see where they are today. Because it ain't that hard to find where these people are. You did this and not Holly? I did this. I oh was so goodness. mad. I was so <laughs> mad in the moment that I was like, screw this. I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to find out. And you have to search for each year independently. There's no yeah. like list of them. So yeah. anyway, not that it was that it took me 10 minutes. Worth yeah. it. Worth I it would have taken me longer to explain what I wanted to Holly in a text than it took me to do it. But so we're going to do this. We're going to go back from 23 to 14, which was the first year they gave out the rookie of the year. And I will read out the names and I'll let you tell the people where these, where these people are. Oh, okay. Okay. 23, Olivia Kerstetter. How's she doing? She, she, she's doing great. Yeah. Semi like game, games caliber for sure. Semi-finalists. It's whether she makes it out. Um, gosh, she's still, still so, so young, so much to learn. See, Angry Scott shows his disdain and frustration by growing a beard. I do. I just, I grunt and it pops out. So, 22. This is going to be a tough one for you. Emma Lawson. 
You know where she's at? How's she doing? Podium. And then last, that 22 year was the only year they gave out two, a male and a female. And it was Nick Matthew. Okay. Nick doing okay? He's doing, I think most people would consider him a games athlete too. For a for sure semifinalist. Likely Two-time. games athlete. Yep. Two-time games athlete. Winner, uh, event winner. Yeah. Two. Couple of them. Yeah. Uh, 21, Mal O'Brien. Have you heard of her? Heard of her? Debates yeah. out and weathers. We'll see. Uh, since we'll see. the rookie of the year, she took a second, and then took a year off. But is still so big in the space. We all know where she's at. Exactly. All right. Twenty. Justin Medeiros. How'd he do after that rookie of the year? Back to back champ. Back to back champ. So, and in one bad year, but we know where he is. Um, 2019, Haley Adams. What, three top 10 performances after that? I mean, she was in the running for top American woman. So, yeah, we know where she's doing. Uh, she's now being coached by Haley Mario, but still at Mayhem. And that's complicated, but we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. 18, Laura Horvat. How's she doing? Pretty darn good. Doesn't get much better. Champ. Champ. Won her country's Olympic weightlifting championship. <laughs> Crazy, right? 17. This is where it gets a little complicated. But I'm betting you know where this person is. So Ricky Mack won the Rookie of the Year in 17. Had it stripped, so he was not officially the Rookie of the Year anymore. But we know where okay. he's at. Yeah. It, yeah. Also an incredible competitor. And the highest finishing rookie behind him was Jamie Simmons. But she was never formally given the award. And even that, we pretty much know where she Did I lose you? It's me. It's my internet again. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. It's probably just my um, my emotional outrage is shorting the fuse. Okay. So Jamie Simmons, been to every game other than when she's hurt since she was the top rookie. Yep. 2016, yep. Pat Vellner. Woo! We know who he is. Patty V. Uncle Pat. Oh man, I lost you again. Yeah, it's my internet. Let me. Ooh. I'm at one bar. And for 23, like that's just who they chose. Like we also said it could have been what? Yeah, La Hoste could have been the option. Correct. But they've obviously made good choices with their rookies of the year. I'm going to try to shut this extra window. See if that helps. 
I don't believe Yella had ever made um ever made the games. I don't even know that he did he go on teams? Do you know Scott? I don't think he ever went team. I don't I don't think he's ever been to the games in any fashion. I think he was a true rookie. Yeah, he he qualified. There was a lot of debate between him and Olivia and Bailey Martin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because Bailey Martin actually finished higher oh. than. He's talking about Jorge, but they're saying Jorge, they're calling that he'll. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be a true, true rookie. I don't know how that works. I believe it's if it's your first individual appearance because Jamie Simmons appeared on a team. Okay. So they're, Before. Yeah, they're talking about Jorge possibly getting it next year. So did we get through Tia Claire Toomey or did I break up too much? You broke up at Tia. So 2015 was Tia Claire Toomey. And she's, we still know where she is, right? <laughs> yeah. And 2014, the first year the award was ever given out was uh, a guy from Vermont named Matt Fraser. We, we know where he's still at. Mm -hmm. So this breaking news story that was behind a paywall to see where the top or the five past rookie of the years were and where they are now. Did I read a name where you don't know where that athlete is? No, no. Some of the biggest names in the sport. Yeah. I mean, you got a bunch of champs on there. Like whoever's picking rookie of the year is doing a pretty damn good job. I would say so. So, Fraser, Toomey, Vellner, Gerard, Horvat, Adams, Medeiros, O'Brien, Emma Lawson, Olivia Kerstetter. I'd take that fantasy team. Yeah. Are you kidding me, Morning Chalk Up? Come on. Paywall for that? I feel like with the sale of Morning Chalk Up, they should have unlocked some of these paywalls articles uh, spirit of the games I couldn't even tell you Kenneth that I'd have to send off to Holly I know a couple of them but yeah Sam Noah I don't know Becca yep uh, Cole Sager yep, yep. Oh, yeah. uh, I think Bailey won it one year Bailey real? No, Dan Bailey. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so. And then Noah won it this year, right? No, Noah won it. Last year. Yeah. I okay. don't even know who won this Roman year. won it oh, for his one-legged one jump rope. Yeah, it's not my pick. Now you're getting me all pissed off again, Andrew. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, this weekend we have Down Under. I'm not going to go into detail. If you want to see like all the workouts and everything that are going on, uh, check out Barbell Spin last night, uh, their episode from last night. They went through every workout, talked about who would be good, who wouldn't be good in that workout. Um, that's not my cup of tea. I'm just rooting for my girl, Annika. I uh, wanted to have a good performance nice. down there. 
um, and, and podium and have some confidence going into next season uh, because I picked our top 20. So, uh, Caitlin Van Zeel had to withdraw. Uh, she wow. had a hernia. Um, and even though she said it's not painful, uh, it requires surgery. And the doctor said, uh, please do not do the event. Man. So, Maddie Sturt's there. Um, okay. Jake Douglas. All the big names on the men's side from Australia are pretty much doing team. Uh, so, okay. Jake Crouch. Jay Crouch, Bailey Martin, Royce Dunn, I believe, is a team. Okay. Going up against Noah Chandler and Tola. Ooh. That could so be that interesting. I think is even more interesting than the individual yeah. side. That'll be fun. Um, to watch. And then uh, Jesse Smith and Danny Spiegel have a team together on the women's side. Oh, I didn't fun. know. There's some like uh, Torian vets on the female side putting a team together. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think that men's team is probably that team competition would be the most fun thing to watch from down under for sure. Is So this is that thing where they picked like a couple captains who like pick their own teams and are competing. That's not this. That's the no, weekend of is, legends, isn't it? Okay. In the gold coast of Australia, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is something they do every year. Uh, if you remember last year, uh, Tia was supposed to take a team. Uh, said she had a back injury. Uh, and couldn't participate. Then we found out that the back was more the belly, and she was pregnant. Um, and there were a lot of big names that went last year, like uh, Saxon Pancheck went. Um, so it was a much bigger deal last year. This year, it seems not quite as big with, I think, everything else going on. Mm -hmm. And yes, Kenneth, they get fireworks at Torian. Uh, the other thing you referenced is called the Fit Fest. Yes. And that that happens next week while we are at Legends. Yeah. yeah. Silly. And Dubai. Yeah. Way too much on one weekend. Yeah. We go weeks and weeks and weeks with nothing, and then three events on one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why they chose not to stream us. Look what you're up against. True. It would the time change would be they would be running at midnight while you're running at noon. Mm -hmm. Um Emily DeRoy is uh in is competing individual as well. Probably her, Maddie Sturt, and Annika Greer, I would guess, are the the three that are competing for the individual title on the women. Jake Douglas is really the only name, and there's a couple people there that may compete with him a little bit. Um, just because I don't think Jake is great at the gymnastic stuff. Um, but there is a double grace, and there is a one rep max snatch. Oh, boy. So I think uh, Jake is going to have to make K where he can. 
So I'm going to finish up uh, with the last item on our agenda, and that is the PFA and Wadapalooza's partnership. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Is this good for the sport, or are we crossing lines now? What are they advising on? Do we have any idea? Are they advising a movement standard? Yes. Yes. Um, are they helping draft a like guideline of movement or are they, I mean, I guess it, to me, it would depend on like who's on the PFA. Do they have any ties with any other? They're not competing, correct? And do they have any ties with anyone else that's competing? Like, that's where it could get blurry. So I think this is my understanding. And again, this is where I think the lines can get blurred because we don't really know. I don't think the PFA know the workouts. I think what they did was give them like a list of standards for common movements. Okay. Like, this is the standard we want for a burpee. This is the standard we want for a box jump over there would whatever. Okay. Um, without knowing the programming. Okay. Carolyn just popped in and said, did you see on the list of things that athletes can appeal are other athlete scores, which has never been allowed in a CrossFit competition. You could only yeah, appeal yeah. your own work. Yeah, that seems like a can of worms. But if like they count the weights wrong on like a lift, you should be able to appeal the other person if you see that, you know, it, like I can see where it's legit or like a challenge flag like uh, Coach Krispy Kreme talked about last night on the show. Um, I think that that would be like something valid. I just, I don't, I hope it's not overused. Yeah. Do you get one challenge? Do you, right. I mean, if, if you use it, is there penalty? I don't know. Like, do you get it back if it's correct? I don't know. So here's where I, I I'm okay with it. If PFA comes in with a, a book that is, these are the standards of the movements we think should be followed. Here are the safety measures that should be taken in regards to X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Like ropes should be cut at floor level. You shouldn't have sandbags where someone's going to land. Whatever. Without knowing the programming. The minute it would cross a line for me is if Wadapalooza went to the PFAA. Hey, we're thinking about doing this event would you be okay with us doing it this way? Because at that point, then some people have information that others don't have. Absolutely. Unless you have a board at the PFAA that are not competing in that event. And then they would have to sign an NDA not to share. Uh, Carolyn said there's a list of things on the morning chalk up um, from November 28th on it. Is it behind a paywall, Carolyn? 
Are you are you trying to light the fuse again? Yeah. <laughs> trying to type one-handed does not work for me. I don't even remember seeing my last morning chalk up email. I don't know if I uh unsubscribed or what. Oh, there you go. Oh. Well, of course they're making it so easy to find. I'm probably blocked. Sarah Sigmund's daughter is competing? She withdrew. She, she withdrew also? Yes. What's her, What's her reasoning? Leg injury. What? That's what was stated. I typed in PFAA and it came up with 6,000 search results. Yeah, All I, right. up I have it now. Okay, the agreement. There will be transparency regarding the number of workouts, the number of times athletes are expected to take the floor, scoring details, and swim requirements. Uh, clear movement standards will be communicated to all athletes. I'll go ahead and just share this. And hopefully my uh, internet holds up. All right. Clear movement standards will be communicated to athletes prior to the competition. Payout what hap will happen within 90 days and will not exceed that time period. There will be a PFAA athlete liaison on site. There will be virtual on and on site training for judges and there will be performance reviews. Wow. Athletes may appeal other athlete score. There will be a clear plan in place before the start of the competition in case of extreme weather. Minimum work requirements will be clearly stated and communicated to all athletes prior to the competition. There will be equipment equity, heat equity, and consistent lanes for all athletes in each division. How are you going to guarantee heat equity in Florida? Like clouds and move. Yeah. Okay. So those are the things that are in the agreement. Um, so that's that. Thank you, Carolyn. Um, any thoughts on that? You think? I mean, there's some definitely some good things in there, and I think the PFA should probably have a hand in more, like a book, not necessarily always have their hand in it, but like the 90 day payout, like that, that kind of stuff should be vetted and agreed to and should be known. Um, I, some of the stuff, I think, I, I don't know how you're going to guarantee it, but a, a, a rule book of some sort of, st of movement standards, 
Um, that should just be that should just be standard. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the things they ask for there for the most part, other than the heat equity. Um, I think that's going to be hard to control at an outdoor event in Florida. Um, but I understand where they're coming from, from a games perspective where like sled slid easier on some lanes than others. Some people did Murph in the shade. Some did Murph in the sun. You got to try to figure that out as much as possible. Um, and like those things aren't cloud things. Those are time of day and where the shade appears in a stadium. But for the games, we're going to be 95% inside now, so that won't be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, WZA seems to be in a kind of extreme venue to try this at. But well, it's three floors. It's, yeah, it's mass chaos. So I'm anxious. My, my big question to Andrew would be, you're a judge. How do you feel about judge reviews? They already uh, do that, that be, though. It was very informal. So when I was a judge, your head judges would kind of do an informal analysis of your performance on the floor. Okay. okay. And those that they, they deemed to be the better judges judged on Sundays. Okay. And so, but I, I don't know where that is. I have not judged a CrossFit event um, since 2008, some 2018. Just Rogue and MFC and some other things. The call on the field stands. That's the point of a judge. Listen, yeah, yeah. people like Andrew are awesome judges, and there are there are a lot of them. But some people sneak through the cracks, mm -hmm. and I think they should have a place, a way to weed those people out. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a good point too, Andrew. With the size of Waza, you need a hell of a lot of judges and you take who you can get. Yeah. Because yeah. really they have the gauntlet floor where they have judges and they have then the three competition floors where they have judges. And that one floor is 30 lanes wide. And some of those things for like team, you need multiple judges per lane. Like it's, yeah, that's, that's going to be tough. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I do like the concept of what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. With the PFAA. I do think yeah, the athletes yeah. should be safe. I do think there should be standards. I, I, after we were done last night, I was talking to Tristan, like, there's nothing more frustrating than being a media member or a spectator watching an event and not knowing if it's a rep or not because of, a standard that was used that you don't know about because they told the athletes behind closed doors. Yep. Yep. 
So I think athlete briefing should be public. So, or made available, especially to the, like Sean and Chase at the games and Stacy, when they're doing their stuff, they know what a rep is and what isn't and not just guessing based on their experience because that sucks. And that's putting your marketing people in a bad place. And how do you think the people at home feel when they don't even know the rules and can't even be explained the rules because the people announcing the story don't know what they are. Wow, I'm irritable tonight. <laughs> well, with that being said, that's about our show tonight. We will be in Tempe, Arizona next week. Um, I get there Wednesday. We'll probably try to do a show Wednesday night, previewing the weekend. Maybe live from the Airbnb. Um, and then... Um, and then we'll just play it by ear the rest of the weekend. See, see if, uh, Jamie's all out of bubble gum or not. And then we will <laughs> all this good sleep you're getting lately, uh, has, is getting you fired up. That is true. Kenneth way too much energy. Can I just tell you all these stinking squats I've been doing? My hips were cramping up today. Like I'd be sitting in my office chair. I get up to get coffee or lunch or, and it would just seize up on me like a 90 year old man. Did you do your death by? I did. Oh, good. Good. I got to round 18. Nice. nice. I got to nine in the 18 and said, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. This is enough volume for me today. I want to be able to walk. Good job. Good job. But also last week I had as a Metcon for squats was nine minute AMRAP at the top of every minute, 30 single unders, max air squats. And my goal was to get 10 around. That left me real fast because my engine sucks right now. So December is engine month. All right. So we're going to do engine stuff all December. Awesome. So by Christmas, I'll be yo-ho-hoing down the chimney with care. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth. <laughs> Bruce isn't here and Kenneth is hitting the buttons. Uh, so I have all the pieces. Uh, it's now just putting it together and getting Jamie and Holly back in the editing mode. And Jamie might be busy for the next week. I might be busy this next week, but after that, we'll get rolling on it. Yeah. It really just takes me doing like one major part. If I can get one major part done, then it just starts rolling because I'm back in that kind of groove. Um, but yeah. That's what we're doing. Early Christmas gift sneak peek. We'll see. Not promising anything at this point. Maybe I'll add a membership and put it behind a paper. No. Nope. Not going to do that. 
going to leave everything for free for my listeners. You guys are the best. With that, we'll see everybody next week, probably Wednesday, not Thursday, on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Talk to everybody next week. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.